0: It's the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Punk Rock Collaboration with Gabby Buckley. Number two... punk rock classrooms crew it's josh buckley here with a little punk rock collaboration Uh, mike and i have been super busy getting things going to start the school year i am about to start my third week uh, back in the class well back in the virtual classroom with kids mike is gearing up so we couldn't record a full episode this week but here's what i thought i could do I am lucky enough to live with another educator who is just starting their year as well. Um, not that her year ever ends, because she's a principal. And that is my lovely wife, Gabby. Gabby, welcome back to Punk Rock Classrooms.
1: Thank you for taking me off the couch to do this.
0: I, You know what? I try to do what I can. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Like You and I, were both working from home for the most part. We are both starting the school year. I want to do a little check-in and I want to, I want to kind of let's, let's be real with the punk rock classrooms audience, right? It's all about leaning on each other. It's about, you know, reaching out to your crew. So how are you feeling as you are about to start week three of kids being back to school? What's the same, what's different, you know?
1: Those, uh, yeah, they sound like simple questions, but they're very, very loaded, right? Oh, Um, for sure. So what's the same? Um, Same things that still exist is like registering kids, withdrawing kids, you know, getting them computers. Like we've been a one-to-one school um, for some time now. So getting technology to students is not out of the realm of what we do. Um, But obviously what's different is an online learning environment. Now we did that fourth quarter when we hit the school closure last year. But um, we didn't have guidelines right in place right. from our district, and so this this year we started out with guidelines and expectations for teachers, which is uh it's good and bad. I think you and I have talked about this that it's much easier to take your online curriculum and do it live than it is to take your live curriculum and put it online right so um, you and I, while well, you've been teaching and I've seen all the hours that you're putting in, and when I was gonna go back and my teachers came back, i did I did training for two days right uh, as a principal and two full days. and just the 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 lead up to what that was like was like, I mean it was, I think it was like a week solid of just planning and getting slides together and you know, setting up rooms for breakouts and all like all kinds of stuff. Um so that was, I mean, That's different. Just the planning time is totally different the time that we're devoting to this and then, you know, work being home and home being work and really not having a separation of that. Also not doing a really good job of that. But like I just can't that like that's not what I can be intentional about right now. Like I have other things to be intentional about. Um but I don't know. I think that's it's just I don't it's just weird. I I just (laughs) wish I could um I wish I could focus in, like, we started our year with three big things, right? So we, what are these
0: big? What are these three big things?
1: So we started our year. We wanted to make it, like, obviously we recognize that this isn't normal, but we weren't going to spend all of our back-to-school training in the idea of, like, how to be an online teacher and instructor. Because we have one-to-one technology, because we already have Canvas, because we have online instructional design coaches on campus, we felt like we didn't need to do that for the entire time. Um, we really wanted to make sure, as a leadership team, my leadership team came together and decided to um, really make equity a big focus for this year. Um, I've been a huge proponent of equity, being um, a marginalized uh, person of color in education and now in leadership, I've had the uh, ear of um, some leaders and been able to talk about my experiences. As a student, as a teacher, as you know, whatever. So that's a big piece. One thing that did change with COVID, though, that was actually kind of nice, mm-hmm. was I was able to take my administrative team to an on, a two day online professional development, which I would have never been able to do that. Like I right, I would never have yeah. been able to take them um, someplace, stay somewhere. We would have never been able to pay for that. So uh, we, you know, we were we were really fortunate to attend um, some awesome PD together. And so we did, um, so equity, and then we're also looking at um, Dr. Doug Fisher's work of um, teacher credibility and collective efficacy. Um, Being as my second year as principal of this high school, um, I'm kind of like trying to hit like the reset button and get everyone kind of in a similar um, mindset. And so that's why we started that. So, you know, it's, I would love to really be spending my time in that and like ask, like, I wish that my day were about talking to teachers and being like how's it going with you know like how are you building the trust in your classroom right how's your dynamism like how are you working with that like but I can't I can't spend any time on that right now because I'm spending a lot of time on like logistics and where you're taught as a leader so many times to like spend time in leadership and not management I'm all management right now and it's like it's just, it's different and not as fun.
0: Well, you know, we're, we're living in this sort of online world. And so that means like you can't spend your first day popping into classrooms. You can't walk around and see students. And so, you know, Mike and I talk a lot about this idea of like making sure that you're bringing your passion to work, making sure that, you know, that that students and your, your colleagues know that that you're there for them so how are you finding are you finding a way to let your let your staff know that you're there for them even though we're in this online environment to start the quarter how are you how are you trying to let your your staff know that um
1: well what I do as a leader is um, I supervise all of my department chairs and uh because they're my leaders like my leadership team on yeah. campus so um I, I supervise them and then every new teacher that comes on campus that year so i kind of get like my my elders who kind of like tell me the the real meat to what's happening you know and um we have like a lot of trust there and so i get some really good conversations and get kind of like a a deeper view of what's happening on the campus and mm. then you know my newbies um I'm able to build a relationship with them. I remember when my first job as a teacher, I was not able to um, go like I I, my principal didn't even know who I was when I resigned three years after I started there. He like literally patted me on the head and was like, I don't know you. What do you do here? And it was just like I never wanted to have another teacher feel like that. So that's why I always um, bring the newbies in on under my watch. And then. so that's kind of like how I how I kind of create that and kind of checking in. But mm-hmm. you know, I have 125 teachers on campus, so it's really hard to check in with all of them. But uh, they all have my cell phone number. You know, they follow me on Twitter like I get messages from all over the place. Now we have WebEx, you know, um, Messenger on Facebook. Like because I've been on that campus for so long, I right. do have enough people out there that feel um, open to talking to me. But Um, It did really work out for me to have the newbies because, like, last year I was able to connect with them. And then, like, this year as I pass them off, I have a good connection with them. So I know I can walk into their classroom at any time and they feel totally comfortable with it. So um, not that I'm walking in any classrooms right now, but (laughs) um, I can when I can. Uh, But, yeah, that's kind of how I run it. But, I, you know, we've got that many teachers and then I have four other evaluators on campus. So, But we're not doing any evaluations right now. And in this environment, it's just, like, too stressful, like, to just, like... Pop in and be like, "Hey, I'm in your room now." All of a sudden, that just seems like weird.
0: You and I had this conversation about you know popping into the virtual classroom right now. Like all of our teachers are, you know. At the high school level in our district, we're both in the same district, uh, teachers are supposed to be teaching two live lessons a week, right? Half yeah. of their classes one day, the other half the next day, and then rinse and repeat on yeah. <laughs> on Thursday and Friday. So my question is, you know, we had this conversation about popping in right away. And, and what was your viewpoint on, on getting into those classrooms that first week? What were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it's different because, you know, obviously I would go in on the first day of school. I'd pop into the teacher's classrooms right. and, you know... <clears throat> because I know kids, and I do a lot with, like, facial recognitions. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like finger point guy. Like, hey, how's it going? You know, and good to see you. Like, you're fit. You know, all that kind yeah, of stuff Yeah, building with those kids.
0: relationships with kids. Yeah. Right.
1: And I always tell the teachers, like, this is about me getting in front of kids more than it is me coming in to see you. Right, right. Um, which always kind of puts them at ease. I feel like it, <laughs> popping up into a WebEx classroom, like, bloop, you know, like, that's just a weird... I don't know, that's weird, because one, I think it's disruptive, and two, um, I don't, I just don't, I don't have enough to gauge how the kids feel in this environment, (laughs) and I don't have enough to know how my teachers feel in this environment. Look, this has been really stressful for teachers. Um, you know, they wanted to be, like, what we've focused in on is, um, an aspect of perfectionism, right? Like, don't try to be perfect. Don't expect right. perfection. Don't expect it from yourself. Don't expect it from your colleagues. Don't expect it from your leadership. Don't expect it from your kids, right? right? And so, um, but as educators and like, you know, rulers of a room basically, and like owners of a kingdom, like that is what you do, you feel comfortable in that. When we just flip the script like that, I just think it's really, Even though I have credibility with my staff, I felt like that would be an unfair thing to do to them. So I have not, um, I haven't even, I haven't even touched it yet with them, um, you know, I'm going to talk to my department chairs uh, next week and find out how everything is kind of running, how they're feeling. And then, but I'm I'm a firm believer in talking to your staff about the why, right. right? Like, why am I coming in? Why are we coming in? And right now, I don't have a good enough why, except for I just need to make sure that you're doing what you're doing.
0: <laughs> right. And I, th- you know, I think for me, like I teach on a different campus and I think I'd be weirded out to see my my principal pop into my room, <laughs> one, because... I don't have the little ding dong doorbell right. on, on my classroom so I probably wouldn't see him because I, you know I'm if I'm sharing a screen I see maybe 4 kids at a yeah. time or if I've got my full window of kids I've got to scroll through to see everybody but I think if I were to scroll and see my principal, I'd be like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Why, yeah, why you, are you here? He ghosted in because in a regular classroom, right, you're like, not ghosting. You would knock on the door or you would come in because you've got a key and it, and it, you would be a part of what that looks like, right? Because yeah. I always talk to administrators when they come into my room and go like, hey, everybody look, you know, Mr. Yeah. Eagleburger's here. Everybody say hi. All right, let's get back to work, right? But I'm, I'm curious, like, that's, that's interesting, the idea of like, you don't want to, you don't know you don't want to make your teachers uncomfortable as they're starting this new thing. And the only reason you would be in there is because you don't, is if you didn't trust them to be professional right now, I guess, is what it it would feel like. Yeah,
1: and I think everyone's on edge right now. Look, we're in Arizona. We're, you know, making headlines all over the place for doing the wrong thing um, and making the wrong choices, right? And um, right now our teachers are extremely hypersensitive and I don't want to do anything to make that worse. Yeah. I can go in and look at their Canvas classes and their setup and know that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but on, like, if we're being honest about everything, I don't have enough hours in the day to get that done. <laughs> I supervise 31 teachers on my campus. It is like, that's just, um, whoever's doing that, I don't know what else they're not doing, but I just feel like I'm like crazy busy. So I mean, good for them if they wanted to do that. But that's just not my style as a leader.
0: So I want to wrap, if we can, wrap up this discussion with something that you started out with. You were talking about one of the things you were focusing in on was was equity this year on your campus. Mm -hmm. Now, that work seems a little harder to do when we're in this virtual environment, right? Yeah. Because you can't, you know, when we're talking about building those relationships with kids and, you know, um, setting a framework for your whole campus... Mm -hmm that becomes a lot more difficult when you're when no one's dealing with students mm-hmm. face-to-face. So a uh, two-fold question. The first one, I, this would be your goal no matter, I know you, because I know that this would be your goal whether we were meeting virtually or, or, or in person. Why do you think, um, why is that something you and your campus are tackling this year? Where did it stem from? Uh, and then when we get back in person, because it will maybe happen at some point this school year, how do you how do you want to start that in person with your staff Ugh. well because you started it virtually
1: right well actually I started the equity work I embedded that in about three years ago when okay. I started like I started sharing articles with them and talking about restorative practices last year we did a book study on hacking school discipline um, and through that book I also found Joe truss um And and trust leadership is who we did our um, dismantling white supremacy culture and education, which was like, like, if you you should and you got to go you got to go to that conference like you got to go to that conference but the reason why we're doing it the reason why it's a huge piece for me is one um, as a, a BIPOC educator um, I, uh, I assimilated very white um, in my early years I went to school on this campus um, it has changed demographically and socioeconomically Um, to where this would be my people now, but I was in the, I was not in that when I was growing up there. So, um, and I've been in that district for so long as a, as a graduate, I went K through 12 in that district. I came back and taught in the district. I'm a leader in the district. And like, I see vestiges of very like um, racist practices that go on, but not, um, nobody's, you know, nobody thinks that they're a bad person in doing that, right? So like you and I had a conversation and I told you about this one leader who told me, um, when I was having some frustrations about some, some issues of our ninth graders coming up, we were talking it through and this person referenced the other campus and said like, well, you you understand that some, some families don't value education like others do. And I was like, what? Like you shut your mouth right there. And (laughs) Like, because that campus that I was talking about is largely yeah. Hispanic and, and I the I am. Um, and that just hurt. That hurt me. But I know when she looked at me, she didn't see me that way, which is why she thought she could say something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I were to ever confront this person about that um You know, I'd get like, you know, I didn't mean anything by that. Or, you know, I I don't I'm not trying to be mean about it. Like, I'm not a bad person. Right. So having like a language to to frame my conversations, critical conversations around that is really important. And I think where you start is implicit bias. And, you know, we even had a conversation. My leadership team did with um, this restorative practices piece that we're putting in. And uh, we had a, a someone training us and, you know, terms like these students and da, 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 that, that kind of came up a lot. And like one of my admins stopped it and said, like, we need to stop saying this stuff. Like when you say this, this is what ends up happening. And so I think um, it's it's just a knowledge of trying to figure out how to get it done because a lot of teachers on that campus have been teaching there since it's been very white Mm -hmm. and very um affluent that's not who we are anymore and that's totally okay um but we we have to grow with the kids that we have we have to teach every kid all is all like it's not just a it's not just a bumper sticker it's a it's a reality so um i think that's just one of the big pieces like anti-racist education is going to be my thing like not because it's trendy and cool but because now that i know what it is like i've been totally pulled to it and i know that the work is probably never going to be done but i'm not afraid of getting the work like getting it in and started so i don't know that's like that's the big push for equity but there's also these other pieces when you're looking at technology in a home and is there equitable access and all that kind of stuff like equity is just a a a octopus of um, tendrils that come off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Equity has the a lot of different aspects to it, and that's just one of them, so it's it's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So to to close us up, as I think our dog has been rustling around In inside of a cat bed for yeah. the last uh, 15 minutes, so if you've heard that that weird sound in the background it's not a storm
1: it's our dog
0: (laughs) now you know what it is i i want to you know it's the punk rock classrooms podcast a question we always ask is, what have you been listening to? Yeah. Now, I know like we're stuck at home, so maybe you're not rocking out. But every once in a while, you get to take I a get drive. I yeah. uh, Every once in a while, you get to take a drive or listen to some podcasts. What, do you, what, have, you been listen, what have you been listening to? Um,
1: well, I did uh, start listening to the Michelle Obama podcast uh, as I've been walking the dog in the morning. Um, when I have our son with us, um, he still likes to listen to the Office Ladies podcast. We're really far behind on that one and yeah, we're bad parents that let our kid watch The Office. Um and that's pretty punk rock, right? For sure. Like yeah. Fight the Man. <laughs> and then um what I've um, I have i have been listening to um I've actually I've uh, been doing a little bit of like um, neo uh, neo soul, right? Okay. Like I've yeah. gone back to Sharon Jones. A little Sharon Jones and the Jack yeah. Yes. yeah, a little bit of that, something funky, something like, you know, just kind of like um I did some rage, right? It's
0: a good time for Rage yeah. Against Machine. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, I forgot how good pinback was. Yes. And you put that up when, it, when you were picking up our, uh, our son the other night at gymnastics, and I saw it on your story, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's going on right now." <laughs> so it's so mellow, and it just reminds me of living in Southern California. Like I don't know why, just it that sounds vibe. Like Southern it's the California. vibe. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, not like that was a really like not stressful time in my life, <laughs> but being at the beach really clears my head, and we didn't get a chance to go on vacation, so that no. was like. No, we did not. Um, We have never been on vacation. Like, even when we were on vacation, we weren't on vacation. Oh, my gosh. Another weird we noise. We have a pterodactyl in the house. <laughs>
0: Another weird noise from our dog. <laughs> All right, Gabby, thanks you, thank you for coming on and doing a last-minute Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody, you can find Gabby on Twitter at... Principal underscore Gabby, G-A-B-B-I... All right, so you can find Gabby on Twitter there. Uh, You can find the podcast at Punk Classrooms. You can find me at Josh R. Buckley. And you can find my co-host, Mike Earnshaw, at EduChef earnshaw i want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening mike and i should be back with a full episode next week as we talk about kicking off the school year and our commitments for bringing passion unity and diy to school this year thanks so much for tuning in everybody and we'll see you at the show